Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind. And first of all, I just want to say a huge welcome in. I am so privileged and blessed to be able to have you guys join me each week and have me be able to bring amazing guests to share insights to you, wisdom to you, and help you grow your amazing businesses. Today, I want to talk about something though that's probably a little bit more on the negative standpoint, but I'm doing this for the purpose of helping re-steer some people if perhaps any of these things may resonate with you. I had a little bit of an experience this week where I literally snapped. I'm going to tell you about that experience a little later on, but the thing was, as this happened to me, I thought this is becoming more and more common. This is becoming more and more the norm and the way that people are behaving on social media. And not only is it driving me crazy, but I can imagine how it's making so many other people feel as well. The issue when our behaviors are not the best on social media and we're not intentional about the way that we're reaching out to people and we're not stopping to think about how those reaches, reaching outs are coming across is that they don't just affect us. And this is the issue I really want to talk about right now. It affects our entire industry. When you have just a few people out there that are demonstrating behaviors that go against Facebook and Instagram community standards, these things impact not just those people, but many, many others. Facebook and Instagram or Meta are placing a huge amount of attention right now on MLM, multi-level marketing, direct selling, this industry as a whole. And the reason they're doing it is because people are demonstrating bad behaviors that are causing users of those platforms to not want to use them anymore. Now, I know that it is unlikely that you're demonstrating these bad behaviors because if you are, you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode. But I really want you to have an awareness to even watch what other people are doing. Firstly, if you're a leader of a team, I want you to be aware of what others in your team might be doing so you can re-steer them perhaps if they might be demonstrating some of these things. The other thing is it's really good to be able to watch what other people around you do. I find that my greatest learning comes from observation. When I see something that I love, I pay attention to it and I think to myself, what do I really like about that? What is it that made me feel connected or helped me resonate or drew me into what that person did so that I can learn and it helps me improve my content? But likewise, when I see someone demonstrating something that makes me feel icky, uncomfortable, hounded, cross even like I did this week, I want to stop and think, what is it about that that made me feel so cross? What was it about that that made me feel like I didn't want to connect with that person? And where might I be doing that in my own business? How can I ensure that I learn from this experience and that person's mistake so that I don't repeat it? So today I want to talk to you about three bad behaviors on social media that I see again and again and again. And these behaviors are behaviors that I think are getting worse, not better. And this really worries me. It worries me because if these things continue to become worse, one of two things will happen. The first is it's going to just get harder and harder to reach our dream customers because they're just going to switch off. 
I don't think that's as likely to happen as the second reason. The second reason is that Facebook and Instagram or Meta are going to recognize that these problems are becoming greater and they're going to crack down on them. And when they crack down on them to ensure that users don't leave the platforms and history shows that this is how they behave, is that when they're threatened, they'll do whatever they can to protect their platform, which means it's going to become harder for you. It becomes harder for you because they make it more difficult for you to promote your business in any way. So the best thing we can do is be really aware of these three key things. Now, the first of these comes from an experience I had this week, and I said I would share the story with you. So here goes. I use LinkedIn a lot to connect with other people that I might want to network with. Networking is a really important part of your business for a number of reasons. It's not just about getting sales and customers. Networking is important because it's about inserting yourself in amongst your tribe, your dream customers, but other people that you can also learn from and grow from. So, What I love to do is I love to surround myself with other people that can bring me up, that can drive me, that I can learn from, that inspire me and motivate me, people that I look up to. Now, LinkedIn is a great place to meet a lot of those people. So I really encourage you, if you are not surrounding yourself with at least five really powerful people that inspire you and grow you and that you can look up to, that can almost become mentors without them even knowing that that's what they are, LinkedIn's a really great place to do that. But LinkedIn is a place where I notice a typically really bad behavior. And this happened to me this week. Let's just be clear. This happens to me all the time. But this week, I really noticed it. So what happens on LinkedIn is you can connect with people. You can look at what other people do. You can message people. But it's much more of a professional network. What typically happens is people will do reach outs to connect with you and it is a platform where a lot of businesses or a lot of salespeople will use to find their ideal customer, usually other business or entrepreneurs, particularly if they're a B2B business, that means business to business, and they'll connect with them and when that connection is accepted, then you get hounded. Now, this happened to me this week and I I just, I got super cross. And I'm going to pull this up because I actually want to read you what this person did. Now, you guys have heard me talk about relationship building and the importance of relationship building. The thing is that when we connect with people genuinely without an, an underlying hidden agenda, they're more likely to respond. When you connect with someone and it's clear that you don't give a damn about them, it's just what's in it for you, you're not going to get anywhere with it. And even if people respond to you, they're more likely to do it just to get you to shut up and leave them alone. We've all been there. We've all seen it. And typically, unfortunately, in this industry, it's something that happens a lot. We don't want to be one of those people. So we've got to be really careful with this. So here's what happened. I get this request to connect. And I thought, fantastic. This I checked this person out. They're an international speaker, an author. Uh, they've got, you know, a really great little looking bio here. And I thought, definitely sounds like someone I want to connect with and learn from. So I accepted the connection. Within seconds, and I mean seconds, I get a message in my inbox. Hi, Samantha. Great to connect. I'm curious. 
do you have setters and closers currently on your team? Now, I know that this might not be relevant for your business, but I want you to just hear what I'm saying because this is typical in any industry. So she's gone, I'm curious, do you have setters and closers currently on your team? To which I thought, and I don't know why I did this, but I responded and I said, no, I do not. (laughs) Again, within 10, 15 minutes, I get a response back. Got it, she says. What do you need help with to increase your sales? Now, at this point, my blood's starting to boil. And I'm thinking, I never said I need to increase my sales. I never said I need to buy anything from you. I didn't reach out to you and ask you a question. You asked me a question. And now you're making an assumption that I'm interested in what you've got to say. This was where I went. So I wrote back, I didn't say I needed help winky face because of course I didn't want to be too nasty about it, but it's nice to connect. I'll check out what you do. That was my way of kind of saying back off lady, right? Within seconds, glad to hear, she says, I enjoy getting to know amazing entrepreneurs and offering some insights if applicable. Is that okay with you? And I thought, good turnaround. Okay, now she gets it. She just wants to connect. Okie dokie. So I wrote back, sure. I open the window again without knowing it. And then straight away, I get a response. What would you say your business most needs right now? Again, she's gone back into probing me to ask questions to go for the sale. And at this point, I've gone, that's it. This is bad behavior. I am not responding. You don't deserve a response. I wanted to say, why haven't you stopped to ask me a little bit about my business or who I am or make an observation about what you know about my business from my bio, from my own information, instead of going straight to how can I get a sale out of you right now? She's probing for the sale, right? And it it is transparent as all get out. Now, you can probably hear the anger in my voice because I'll, I'll talk to you about why this in a sec, because there's a few things that that come into this. There's a few, I guess, experiences that I think we've all had that relate to this very situation. But here's the thing. I didn't respond, right? Because it gets worse. I didn't respond, to which I get a response back an hour later that says, Samantha, question mark. She's not even Samming me anymore. She just full named me. <laughs> And that continued. I got another three or four messages after this point asking me if I read the previous message. She then went in and just put a question mark. Now, here's my thing. It would be okay if this was something that was rare and didn't happen very often. I would get a LinkedIn message like this probably every second day. Now, LinkedIn's one thing. And many of you probably aren't currently utilizing LinkedIn for your businesses. I highly recommend you check it out because I really do think it's a great place to meet, connect, and network with some people you can really learn and grow from. But the reason I bring this up is this behavior also happens on Facebook, on Instagram, on email, on Messenger. This is not a standalone. I also have a and, and I'm going to bring this up as number two in a moment, but I have another experience that happens to me frequently that drives me insane. But here's the thing. If you connect with somebody and it is about what you want, what you need, you've got an, a, a hidden agenda there when you make that connection. 
It is transparent. People can smell it a mile away. I like to say they can smell the cell and it leaves that cheesy, uncomfortable feeling. So how do you do this in a way that's absolutely okay? There's nothing wrong with trying to grow your business, but there is something wrong with making every connection about what you get out of it. The thing is you need to give as much as you take. You need to lead by adding value. You need to lead by connecting with people and loving on them first. And while that might sound a little bit, you know, hey, that's airy-fairy and lovey-dovey. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, in our business, it is about relationship. It's about adding value. It's about connecting genuinely. Those people that are successful in any business, whether it's in direct selling, MLM, if it's in retail, whatever it is, you look at those people that are most successful. I can tell you right now, they're the ones that make genuine connections that don't have a hidden agenda. They're the ones that you know aren't always in it for themselves. They're also in it to serve. And my question to you is when you make reach outs, when you connect with someone, when you touch base with someone, when you send a message, an email, an SMS, when you make a new friend on Facebook, are you doing it? to connect and serve and add value to someone else's life first and foremost? Or are you doing it with a hidden agenda because there's something in it for you? Now, I want to just talk about um, my history in sales for a little second. Um, Many of you know that I started my sales journey when I was just 18 years old. Prior to that, I had my very first direct selling business and I hadn't had any sales training. So when I started my first direct selling business, I approached it as literally, I became a friend maker. I just learned that if quite naturally, I feel really blessed that I had this lesson early on, that if I just spoke to people, found out what was going on in their world, got to know them and made friends, then more often than not, the conversation about the product and the business would naturally take place. And I didn't need to force it. The other thing was I didn't have really heavy goals on me because I was a lone ranger. I didn't have a team. At 16, I instigated starting the business myself. And so when I joined the company that I was with, I didn't have anyone looking after me and teaching me what to do. Plus, the person that was technically my upline just saw me as a little 16-year-old girl at that point and didn't pay me very much attention which was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it meant that I didn't have these great big goals over my head to achieve certain things early on. And what that meant was I wasn't pushing to achieve anything. All I wanted to do was have a bit of fun and grow a little business. And I did it by making friends. Now, when I moved into my first sales job and I was doing door-to-door, I suddenly I had a little bit more pressure on myself And I found myself making a key mistake. And that was on my very first day of the job with very little training, but an understanding that I had to achieve certain goals, I went in with an agenda. I went into every conversation telling people what I want, wanted, who I was, what I wanted, and why I was there. I didn't stop to ask people what mattered to them. I didn't make the conversation about them. And I was failing miserably. People were booting me out, telling me to go away. If you've heard this full story, I've told it many times, it was quite a traumatic experience for that first little period until I had a little mentor, not little, I had an amazing mentor. (laughs) He was an amazing man, came in and showed me what I was doing wrong. And it was so simple. 
I was entering every conversation with a hidden agenda, which wasn't very hidden. It was pretty darn clear. And and that's the thing. People can see it. They can smell that cell. He said that the thing I needed to be doing was entering every conversation with, with an open mind. Who knows what will come out of this conversation? Who knows where it will go? Let's let it take its own journey and own path and let the sale happen naturally. When I let go of my expectation of what I wanted to get out of that relationship, what I wanted to get out of that conversation, and I let it take its own trajectory, I let people talk and give me information that I could potentially use in in a good way. You've got to be very careful with that. But information that would help me work out how what I had could benefit them, their life. And if it didn't, I knew not to try because I was going to be, you know, pushing rocks uphill. So I went into those conversations instead of making it about who I was, why I was there, what I had to sell. I started to make those conversations about who you are, what you have, what matters to you. And then thinking about how can I serve you and add value to you? Now, this little conversation that went on here was not about serving me. It wasn't about adding value to me. And I smelt that that sell a mile away. So I just want to remind you that when you approach anybody, when they friend uh, accept your friend request or they connect with you on LinkedIn or, or you follow them or they follow you on Instagram and you go to do a reach out, be very careful about how you come across with that reach out. And if you know that you're really going in there with a hidden agenda, stop. Change the way you're approaching it. Ask yourself, how can I serve. Now that serving may be as simple as complimenting them. It may be as simple as making an observation and asking a little about who they are and what they get up to. All this person had to do was acknowledge one of the things on my bio, acknowledge one thing about me or my business, tailor their approach to make it about me, not about them. And even when I when I came back to them and said, essentially not cool. I didn't ask you um, to help me with this. I didn't say I had a problem with my sales. They still didn't get the hint. So you've really got to listen in to what people are telling you. Now, I want to talk to you about number two, because that was number one, bad behavior. And it's essentially, this is something that's going to cause massive problems if it keeps happening, but I'm seeing this happening more and more and more. So that is friending and and connecting with people and then jumping straight into leading questions, selling questions, okay? We know the people that do it. When they do it, pay attention. Maybe even just warn them and say, hey, this is not a great way to approach people. Give them a little bit of insight. If they choose not to listen to it, that's on them. But that's number one. Number two is this. This is a big pet peeve for me as well, and I have an experience with this every month, and you'll see where I'm going here, but this is reaching out to people only when it serves you, okay? This is why in our Rise Up Inner Circle membership group, as a group, every Monday morning, we do reach outs. We set a little goal that we're going to do five or 10 reach outs in just 30 minutes. And the reason that we do this is because we don't want to only reach out when we need it. We want to be reaching out and connecting with people 
every day in our business, making connections so that when you need it, when there's something that you've got to reach out about, when you've got a special, when you've got a sale, when you've got an opportunity for joining, this isn't the first time they're hearing from you in a month or three months or six months. You want them to be hearing from you regularly so that when you do touch base with them and say, hey, just letting you know, I know that you love this and it's now come on special. I just wanted to let you know they're not only ever hearing from you when it's about a product or the business. They're hearing from you in between as well. Make it genuine and make those relationships genuine. Make them about the other person. Now, I can tell you, on the dot, every single month at the end of the month, I've got two people that contact me like clockwork. Now, these two people do these reach outs on Messenger. And one of them I made a big mistake with because about two years ago now, this person started hounding me. Uh, she friend requested me. I accepted the friend request, silly me. And the moment I accepted it, she started sending me these messages about the business. And it wasn't about joining the business. It was more about the products, but she always threw the business opportunity in there too. Cause Hey, don't want to miss an opportunity, right? So she started hounding me about the product straight away you know, this is a really great business. It's a company that, you know, and she gave me all of the information, like literally gave the farm away, told me everything I needed to know, gave me links, gave me contacts, gave me testimonials. Like every message was, you know, three paragraphs long. You get the drift. And I was getting really sick of this. So I kept saying, look, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Not right now. It's not the right time. You know, I was trying to be nice about it. And I know most of you probably do the same thing. You're like, I don't want to be rude and I don't want to upset them. So I'm just going to be nice about it. How do I get them to go away, but be nice? (laughs) Sometimes I think you've just got to be mean. But what I did in this case was I accepted her offer for some samples just to shut her up. But what I did was I poured fuel on the fire. She sent me these samples and the next thing I know, I'm getting another barrage of messages. In the end, I did the stupidest thing I could have ever done and I placed an order, again, to try and shut her up and that only worked for a month because, of course, at the end of the next month, she had another target to achieve and there was another special sale on, so she was hounding me. It's been two years since I placed that product order. I kid you not. And at the end of every month, I get a message from her. Now, this is where I just like, I went, I think this, this podcast episode was born at this point. Sorry, you can hear that. Like, there's no words for, for my, like, I was flabbergasted at this point. About a month ago, we started running a little promotion for you guys to, um, to run virtual parties and invite us along to your virtual party. And I thought to myself, so I got uh, invited to a virtual party by one of our listeners and I accepted and the listener was having trouble getting people to attend. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to just reach out to a few people I know and get them to come along to her party and support her business. So here I am thinking this person that I've just told you about has been hounding and hustling me for two years. The least they can do is attend a virtual party to support another direct seller. So I thought, I'm going to, can I just be clear? In the last two years, she messages me every month with a sale, with a promotion. It's like this, hey, Sam, you know, you must be needing some product by now. And she 
I never respond. So this is two years of me never responding. She's never once asked me how I am. She's never once connected with me about something personal. Nothing. She knows nothing about me. So anyway, I thought the least this person could do is attend, you know, respond to one of my messages. So I sent her an invite to this party. Get this. I get no response, right? A month later or three weeks later, I get another message from her. And it was, of course, another sale. And I wrote back this time and I said, hey, name, did you see my previous message above? And I did the little pointy finger. That was all I said. And she writes back, she goes, oh, I don't know. Let me look. In other words, not only has she been sending me this message at the end of every month, she's been bulk messaging people and paying absolutely no attention to any responses she's been getting. She's literally blanket marketing, hounding and hassling every contact she has. Oh my goodness. I was blown away. What a shockingly bad behavior. Now, I'm cross about this because this is what gives our industry a bad name and totally unnecessarily. This is an incredible industry, guys. This industry gets people out of bed in the morning. It changes lives. It gives amazing people purpose and hope. And when people like this display behavior like this, it makes people not want to have anything to do with direct sellers as a whole. And that ruins it for everyone. If you know someone who's behaving like this, can you do me a favor? Can you send them this podcast episode? And can I just encourage you right now, if you're listening to this episode because someone sent it to you, please stop and think, how would you feel if someone sent your message like that? Now, what can you actually do? It's really super simple. Before you approach anybody with a message saying, hey, here's my product, here's my business opportunity, you must be ready for a product again right now, or you must be ready to find out about the business right now, or hey, I've got an opportunity for you, why not ask them a little bit about them? Why not get to know them? Why not genuinely actually build a relationship with them first? You'll learn pretty quickly which people are the right ones to approach and definitely the wrong ones. If this person had got to know me just the tiniest bit, she would have known that I do this for a living. She would have known that probably sending me a message at the end of every month to sell me a product was not the best approach with me, but rather getting to know what I did, asking me a few questions, even asking me about my family life. This was someone who did skincare, right? She didn't even know which skincare related to my skin type because she'd never asked the question. Now, this is a pretty extreme example, but I have had multiple examples just like this, and I bet you have too. So if you know someone or heaven forbid you've been doing this, please stop right now. If you know someone who has been doing it, just encourage them and say, hey, before you go reaching out about the business, make sure that you do reach outs to get to know them and ask yourself, how can I serve first? Because when you approach it with a sense of service, it's going to come back. It always comes back. You don't have an expectation of what you're going to get out of it. You won't miss the beauty in the relationship either. Sometimes, I'm just going to throw this out there, but sometimes when you connect with somebody, you get something so much bigger and greater out of that relationship than what you ever expected. 
How many times, and this has happened to me many times, but how many times do you make a connection with someone thinking it's going to lead in one direction and it goes in a completely different direction and you end up getting so much more out of it? And I know for me, there are times that I connect with people thinking it'll be about one thing and that's the expectation at play there. I actually miss the beauty of what I really got. And it's not till later on in life I look back and go, oh my goodness, if only I'd gone into that relationship or that conversation or that experience with that person looking for what was, you know, not having an expectation, but rather looking for the the unexpected and just letting it take its own course. Let the relationship or the conversation take its own trajectory. I might've actually seen the beauty of what I really got out of it. It might be a lesson or a learning. It might be that that person actually connects you with another person that becomes an incredible connection for you, maybe a new team member or a new, you know, top customer. So sometimes getting rid of those hidden agendas is so insanely powerful and those expectations we place on ourselves as well. So that's number two. Number three is this, and this is one I talk about a lot. I just want to throw this one out there and and throw a little spin on it here for a moment to help you understand why this is so wrong. This one is using a personal profile on Facebook to promote your products, services, or business opportunity. Now, the first thing you need to know about this is using your personal profile actually goes against Facebook's community standards. So the first thing you've got to remember here is by doing this, you are actually putting your personal profile on the line. Now, I want to tell you something very important, and this is a real tough love episode here, right? You're probably already feeling it going, oh, you know, (laughs) that's okay. If I help re-steer you and it's for all the right reasons, it's totally worth it to me. But Facebook monitors its community standards by computer programs known as bots. It's not humans sitting there looking through feeds going, oh, that one's a little off. Let's go and flag that account or shut that page down. No, it's computer programs or bots that are looking for specific phrases, you know, repeated uses of particular words or phrases. It's looking for common denominators. And of course, reports when someone reports you as well, which does happen frequently. Now, when these things happen, when you get flagged, Here's the process. It isn't a warning process. They don't have time for that. Their attitude is when you sign up to use our platform, you are agreeing to our terms of service. You are agreeing to the community standards with which we hold. And if you don't know what they are, that's on you, not on them. So their attitude is you breach them, you're gone. They shut your profile down. Now, if they suspect you're in breach of a community standard. So if you get picked up for something, it might just be that there is a particular phrase or word that you used, or you might've been reported by an arch enemy, this happens, um, and you get flagged, they suspend your account until they can review it. Now that review process can take some time. And unfortunately, it can cause massive problems to a business. Because when your personal profile is shut down, what happens? So is anything connected to it? Your groups, your business pages, you don't have access to them anymore. So here's where I'm going with this. Keep your nose clean, guys. If you are using your personal profile to directly promote your products, services, or business opportunities, stop it right now. 
That's only one of the reasons you should stop it right now. Here's the second and probably the most important. When your family and friends connect with you, just like when you connect with somebody else as a friend on their personal profile, they're doing it because they love and care about you. They are not doing it because they're saying, hey, I absolutely want to be spammed and have your business ram down my throat. So be really mindful and respectful of those connections you have. It doesn't mean, by the way, that you can't sell on your personal profile. There are two ways that you can do this and do it really well. The first of those is you can post these things on your business page and share them to your personal profile. By doing that, you're giving people the choice to follow your business page. Of course, you want to keep that minimal and you don't want to do it all of the time. But what you're saying is, here's my business. I'd love for you to support me. And they can then make that choice by following your business page if they want to. The other way that you can successfully sell on your personal profile is by sharing sharing what you get up to, sharing your story, sharing how you do things. Your family and friends care about you. They care about your journey and your life. So when your products, your business, your service come into that, that's a good time to share. Storytelling is perfect. As long as it is kept to a minimum and as long as it is about you sharing because what? (laughs) Because you're providing a service. What about sharing hot tips, etc.? little discoveries, little failures even. You know, check out the time I made um, flourless pancakes for the first time. What a failure they were. And, And here's a photo, but in the background, you might have some product placement going on. Be really gentle, be very strategic, but just remember, if your family and friends are not Um, connected to you because they want that business rammed down their their throat. They are connected to you because they care about you. So when you share your business and products in alignment with your life, it's very different because you're sharing your personal journey. You're creating curiosity and intrigue. And by default, you're placing yourself as the expert as well. So be very careful of that one. And if you know someone in your team or somebody else in the business who is using their personal profile as their business page, then potentially send them a little, hey, just be a little bit mindful of this. Because here's the thing, I have seen many people lose their personal profile over this very breach. And that's disastrous. When you lose your personal profile, you lose every photograph that you have. You lose every connection and conversation that you had. And of course, you lose access to your business page and your groups, which are financially, they're assets to your business. They're worth money to your business. So you've got to be really mindful of these things. So the three things that you need to stop right now are number one, friending people on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, and then immediately messaging them with sales probing questions or statements. Number two is only reaching out to people when there's something in it for you. And number three is using your personal profile to directly sell any product, service, or business opportunity. They're the three things that if you're doing those things, you need to stop doing them right now. But I really want to encourage you. Everything that we've talked about today has come back to one core key thing. Always lead with value first. Always ask yourself, how can I serve first? And make it about the relationship. It may seem like the long game, but let me tell you, 
it is a much shorter way to play the game than churning and burning. So that's it from me today. I hope you might have taken just a couple of things out of this episode. I really encourage you, of course, to observe what other people do. Pay attention to uh, what other people in the industry do because it will help you learn both the good and the bad, what not to do, what to do. When you feel a certain way about a particular post, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way about it and how can I learn from that? Don't make the same mistakes that other people are making. And if anybody ever tells you to do any of these three behaviors, you can tell them that you heard this podcast episode and you've got some reservations. Maybe they should listen to it as well. Anyway, that's it from me today, guys. Have an amazing rest of the week. Of course, if you love this episode, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. We have some incredible guests lined up for you over the next few months. So I look forward to seeing you on here again next week, but that's it from me. God bless and bye for now. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. If you love listening and you found that this was helpful for your direct selling business, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check out the recommended video that's popped up on your screen right here. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.